Hey, this is Evergreen. Where our stories never go out of season. I'm Caleb, and I'm an audio engineer. And that's Mitchell. And I'm a journalist. And here we explore the one constant that brings us all together, storytelling. And in this episode, we have special guest Elizabeth. Hi, everyone. And this week's story uses the topics Angels, the United States of America, and Tomb Raiders. So sit back and enjoy the 11th episode of Evergreen. You wanted to talk to me, Mr. Harrison? When I asked you to write a story about what you did over winter break, Sam, I expected it to be a true story. But it all happened. Really? Well, then I want to hear it in your own words. Give me a first-hand account. (sighs) Okay. So, it all started on my family vacation. My folks wanted to go to Washington, D.C., It was something about seeing how great America was before everything crumbled to dust. I wasn't thrilled because I wanted to spend my winter break with friends, but they weren't having any of it. So, kicking and screaming, I was dragged onto the plane. Vacation in Washington, D.C. barely sounded fun with friends, but with my parents, I knew it would be insufferable. I did my best to ignore them on the flight over. Jamming my headphones into my ears and checking out was the best I could do. Once we got there, it was exactly what I feared. Museum after museum after museum after museum. I've never understood the desire to get your art into a museum. They're just tombs for stuff that were never alive to begin with. It seems to me that once your art is old enough to end up in a museum, then what's the point? That same art is in every textbook I've ever seen. How much more beautiful could Starry Nights be on a wall than it is on paper? Whatever, not my problem. The food was good. So many great places for southern dishes, but you can only eat so much on vacation. Eventually, we had to go to more memorials, more museums. I'd been reading American conspiracy books leading up to the trip. Anything to make a trip to work out a little bit more interesting. Politics aren't exciting. But mystery is. Who our forefathers had been, what they had stood for, what secrets they had never revealed. None of them are real, obviously. They're empty words. Fun little fictions to jog our imagination. Still, better than walking into a giant marble building and saying, wow, it's so pretty. The first marble building was the Jefferson Monument. It's pretty, well, it's pretty boring at least. My dad was spouting off facts and figures like they were going out of style, and my mom would ask me to pose in front of every single solitary object that fit her fancy. Slipping away from the folks on a vacation is a form of art, an art form that I had thankfully mastered. Number one, You say you need to get a drink of water, go to the bathroom, or want to reread one of the previous exhibits. Number two, then you simply take just a little bit too long and slink further back from where you came. There's a timing to it, like a waltz where you want to be the only one dancing. You're letting go rather than taking two to tango. Either way, I ended up outside the memorial building, hands in my pockets, collar turned up, I walked away from the building and around the corner. 
It was freezing, but at least it wasn't as stuffy as a Senate building. The wind nearly blew me to the ground as I circled the side of the monument, and then something did knock me to the ground. A small little rock on the ground caught my foot and I slipped. Slamming my knee into stone, I shouted words that I probably shouldn't repeat, but looking down I saw what had tripped me. A small engraving on the floor. It read, So we never drop the banner and never seize the drum. We look through the eyes of broken chains for the secret of our freedom. My pulpy mystery novels had come to life. Quickly, I brushed myself off and took a picture of the engraving. I came back around the corner thinking about what I had read. I did have a solid idea where I needed to go next, though, assuming it wasn't just a silly little writing. I mean, it had to be a riddle. Nothing that hidden or that obscure is anything but a riddle. This wasn't the first time that I had noticed something else as well. Two tall men, two black jackets, and even two pairs of even blacker shades. I don't know if they were Secret Service or something else, but they were standing on the steps of Jefferson Memorial, and they couldn't take their eyes off of me. I'm no James Bond, but I couldn't help but make eye contact with them, too. It was a moment, and we just stared at each other. Any conversation between us was non-verbal and also terrifying. My parents walked out of the memorial behind the stoic pair and caught me in the act of sneaking away, or so they thought. My dad yelled at me to join them, and we left in search of another source of entertainment on our vacation. Once you get to the mall, it's just a hop, skip, and a jump to more monotonous buildings. Of course, at this point, I was invested and scared. We ended up sauntering slowly over the Lincoln Memorial next. Honestly, even without the cryptic inscription to follow, the Lincoln Memorial is beautiful. The giant statue, the imposing figure of dominance. And I knew this is where I had to be. There was only one place the riddle could take me, and it was here. The problem was, I also knew that being in the building wasn't going to be enough. I needed to climb to the top of the head of our 16th president. I waited until my mom complained about her feet and went off to find a bathroom. My dad started googling where to go next, and I made my move. I knew I had to be quick because not only was I sneaking past my parents, but the entire US government probably didn't want me crawling on the cranium of one of our most beloved presidents. So, like a soldier scrambling for cover, I hugged the side of the statue and slowly pulled myself up onto his legs. The armchair provided a leg up as I hopped up as quickly as I could. I balanced myself next to his head and looked out. The eyes of Lincoln. It had to be looking through the eyes of Lincoln. Turns out I might have been taking it a little too seriously. The entire opening of the Lincoln Memorial makes one thing obviously clear the giant tower that is the Washington Monument. I was about to hop down when I noticed one more thing though. Just behind the president's ear was a bit of writing. I guess I did need to climb up to the top of the statue after all. A nation may rise higher than Babel. Deep below is the core of a man's heart. But it means not if their foundation is fault. Strong spirits are worth their weight in salt. So I knew where I was going next. 
but as I looked down, I realized I may not be going anywhere. Two men in black coats with black glasses and remarkably unamused faces looked up at me. I quickly shuffled to the other side of the statue and hopped down on the other end, turning and making my way for the nearest exit. My mom had just come out of the bathroom and I took off my jacket and handed it to her, mentioning how cold it was outside. I hopped down the stairs and ducked beneath the bench as quick as I could. Like I said before, I'm no James Bond, but maybe I have a future as a secret agent. I saw the two men pop outside and look around, one of them even glancing over at the bench, but they moved on. It's amazing how much a winter coat can change your silhouette. I was in the clear. I had also unintentionally ditched my parents. Remember, it's an art and sometimes art is an accident. I took off toward the Washington Monument. It couldn't take me too long, I figured. I just didn't know what I would find there. I stepped quickly through the mall, only taking moments to glance around me. I didn't know if those men were chasing me because I had defiled a national treasure or because I was putting my nose where it didn't belong. Either way, I didn't want to get caught. Eventually, I found my way to the giant spire that commemorates our first president, and I hurried inside. I looked around for anything unusual, but I should have known immediately that some great American discovery wasn't going to be found so easily. I walked back outside and began to circle the monument. I got lucky again as I rounded the first corner. I noticed two men in black walking into the building. On the second time around, I finally noticed what I was looking for. A small grate off to the side of the monument. Every city has sewers, but why would there be one this close to the Washington Monument? I waited until no one was looking and quickly pushed it to the side. There wasn't a lock on it, but it looked extremely old. I hopped down and pulled it over my head. I was in a small service tunnel. The path headed downward and deeper and in the direction of the Washington Monument. Slowly descending a flight of stairs, I used my phone for a light. I was able to see that these were not walls of modern cement. They were ancient, almost post-revolutionary. The path finally led to a spiral staircase made of rickety metal. It wobbled a little bit as I took a first step. A very light drip sounded behind me, reminding my ears that I had in fact found this dark and dreary American dungeon beneath a sewer grate. As I continued down, I began to notice drawings and shapes on the walls. Undefined and sketchy, they slowly became more and more explicit. The all-seeing eye from the dollar bill, portraits of Washington, Jefferson, and Hamilton, these were the faces of our forefathers and the imagery that surrounds American culture. How are these drawings this far down and in this old of a place? Undeterred, I continued down the stairs until I reached the bottom. Stepping off the ladder, I was greeted with a wooden door for my endeavors. Again, it wasn't locked, just a small iron ring hanging on the door. With both hands, I pulled as hard as I could and was rewarded with a loud creaking noise as it slowly opened. I never could have predicted what I found. I walked into the large circular room and was confronted with four large slabs. On the floor in front of me was a giant map of the United States. When I say the United States, I mean the entire United States, all 50 states. This room was far too old, even I could tell. The whole map could not have been discovered yet. 
I took a quick couple of pictures with my phone and then approached each slab. Upon each one, there was only two words. The first, Thomas Jefferson. The second, George Washington. The third, Alexander Hamilton. And the fourth, John Adams. It just didn't make sense from any history book I had ever read. It seemed Starry Night was a lot prettier in person than it was on paper. It was then that I heard it, a small crash behind me. I turned and looked. Someone was walking down the stairs. I ran up the door and slowly pulled it shut as softly as I could, making far less of a creak than before. Out of the corner of my eye, I noticed two shapes walking down the stairs above me. The men in black. Terrified for my life, I backed up into the room and felt a presence. I turned around and dropped my phone in fright. That's why I don't have any pictures. The phone broke and it scattered all across the concrete floor. Four shapes in front of me, clothed in white and glowing with a pale essence, stood our forefathers. There was no mistaking them. Jefferson, Washington, Hamilton, Adams. All four of them stared directly at me. They stood around the four corners of the map and held out their hands toward me, and then they beckoned me to walk forward. I took a couple steps gingerly, moving onto the map, and just at the same moment, the door behind me swung open. The two men walked inside and looked. I was done. Or was I? They looked at me, or rather through me, and then down. Immediately they stopped and scooped up the pieces of my broken phone and whispered to each other, curses and annoyances. They thought I was gone. They couldn't see me. And they left. I stood there shivering in the cold, dark recesses of Washington, D.C., and turned back. There was no one there. I don't know what I saw in Washington, D.C. or how I made it back unscathed, Mr. Harrison, but I think our forefathers might have been angels. <laughs> oh, I think your vacation might have gone to your head. Boredom can do that to people. And besides, why would the forefathers be so recognizable that they'd look like the drawings on our money? That doesn't make any sense. They would have looked nothing like that. Wait, Mr. Harrison, I never told you they looked like the faces on our money. How do you know that? Rewrite your essay, Sam, and make it a good one. I'll see you in class on Monday. Wait, Mr. Harrison, what do you know? Mr. Harrison, wait! On Monday! Well, there you guys go. Nice little clean, short adventure. Thank you so much, Elizabeth. That was really good. Yeah, thank you, Elizabeth. That was awesome. I really enjoyed writing it. Just kind of got to do a little classic Indiana Jones, National Treasure. And National Treasure was definitely your inspiration. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Let's go with that. A little, little bit of dungeon crawling, not too much. Just, just fun. Just a fun little. No, I really liked it. Winter vacation. Yeah, it was really good. There was one problem with the whole story, though. Oh, please ex- <laughs> tell me the one problem. You describe her as climbing up the Lincoln Memorial. Yeah, the Lincoln Memorial, and she's going up and trying to look through its eyes or whatever to see the Washington Monument. But she would, if, if this was real, she would be shot the moment she steps beyond the little rope that divides it from the crowds. Well, I mean, 
Yeah, yeah, she would. <laughs> she would. Let's. This is this is just a great moment to introduce to uh, to our audiences the idea of the suspension of disbelief. <laughs> it's the most I could go with that. No, yeah, completely unrealistic. But it's all it's all for the story, man. It's, it's just for the story. No, I really liked it, and I've been to Washington D.C. and it is, um, it is a. Uh, potentially how you described it you know there could be those things hidden beneath them i actually never got to go up to the washington monument but now i'm going to always wonder if there is any any kind of stairway down to some evil well i don't even know if they were evil but they were creepy that's for sure angels man they're angels they're creepy though they're creepy though but yeah so that was that was this week's uh, story i hope you guys enjoyed it um we we need to figure out what next week's is yeah let's uh do the topics for that now um that's Six? Um, let me check. Uh, it's a morning cup of coffee. Morning cup of coffee? Mm-hmm. All morning right. Morning cup of coffee. Uh, okay, let me let me do this one. All right, that's a uh, 27. That is a empty revolver. Ooh, all right. And, uh, why don't you do the last one? Okay. And that is 10. Traffic. Okay, so. Great. Yeah. <laughs> oh, my favorite thing in the world. No, it'll be good. Um, we actually are excited today. Why? Tell us why. Why are we excited today? Because we have, next week we will have, we will have a guest. Uh, we're going to be having Ron Miller, uh, who will be writing a story for us. We don't know what he will come up with with these three topics, but I'm pretty excited. Um, he's going to be with us next week, and I think he's writing it, and I'm pretty sure he's going to want to actually read it as well. So. Ooh, well, that's great. You guys can look forward to that. That will be fun. So that's in two weeks. Yeah, sorry. Not, yeah, not this week. In two weeks. Two weeks. Uh, for what will that be? That will be the 14th now? I believe it is the 14th episode. Dang, 14th Evertale already, guys. Thanks for sticking through with Evergreen this long. If you have, if you haven't, then I guess you didn't hear me say that, so that's okay. Um, anyway, if you guys want to get a hold of us, we are on Twitter at evergreencast i run that i will reply send us your ideas for our ever bank of things send us your thoughts on our stories tell us how your day was i mean we'll reply we're there we're friends sure you can email us at what's our email our email is evergreencast at gmail right? yes yes, yes. evergreencast at gmail.com email us anything longer than 140 characters 140 characters yeah oh and uh this week we actually have wonderful sources for our music for this episode which will be <laughs> um incompetech.com as well as freemusicarchive.com as well as soundstripe so thank you so much for providing all of the music it's awesome without you guys our podcast would have a lot less sound effects in it so yeah be thankful for that uh, and music for that and matter. music yeah yeah anyway well we'll see you guys in two weeks um Hopefully you have a wonderful beginning of your year. Yeah, happy 2018, guys. Happy we New Year. It. I guess we've not said Happy New Year yet, it's have true. we? true. No, we haven't. Happy New Year, everyone. Happy New Year 2018. 2017 can suck it. Well, yes, it can. You guys have a good one. <laughs>